Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. Logan Hurley, he joins me today. This, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening is so thankful that I finally have a guest after 10 weeks of the Coronavirus Chronicles and just listening to me blab about, you know, stuff in my life. So, Logan, thanks for joining us again. I appreciate it, man. Of course, man. My pleasure to be here. I'm sure everybody enjoyed hearing you blab. Uh-uh. I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's not true. <laughs> and I, the whole reason I didn't stop was because, like, well, I made this commitment to myself, so let's just keep doing it. I got some good feedback from it, but overall, I think even my wife was like, I was like, hey, did you listen to this last uh, Coronavirus Chronicles? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> she hears yeah, me all the time. That's probably the time, time to end it, yeah. Right. So that's I think, um, you know, when we, we first talked about doing another podcast, we talked about this reentry mode. And as we look across the country, uh, all across the world, there are a lot of gyms are not open yet. Um, some of them are open with very strict uh, policies, some with not so strict policies. So I think um, for what our purpose is, let's kind of talk through the differences between uh, your style of, of facility and my style, and then some of the restrictions set forth and how we're managing them. And then maybe just some, some things that we've noticed um, moving forward with our client base and with how things are being managed and things like that. We can kind of just, yeah, for sure. you know, I want to make this more of a, you know, I know that people that are out there in the, in the fitness industry that have no word yet when their facility is going to be open, maybe make this more of a learning experience for them so they can kind of maybe get some preparatory work down the road so they don't have to work as hard when reopening day comes and then they can kind of get yeah. a feel for, you know, what they're dealing with. So yeah, um, for sure. I'll let you start. So describe the facility that you work in, describe Discover Strength, and maybe what happened the day that you found out, um, and, and tell us the date that it, everything shut down and then what, what transpired, because it's pretty unique. Yeah, so Minnesota was was pretty proactive. So Discover Strength, the place I work for, <clears throat> we currently have five locations. So we're a little bit bigger than a lot of high-intensity training studios, obviously, by no means close to, you know, like lifetime size or anything like that, right? So um, we have about 40 employees, um, five locations throughout the Twin Cities. So March 17th, which was a Monday, I believe, I go into work that day. We had been talking about coronavirus and what it might look like for, you know, the three weeks, a month leading up to that. And then all of a sudden, Governor Walls that day, that afternoon says, hey, everything shut down tonight. So I was mid-shift. When I found that out, I trained my last client at 7.15 that night. I had a group. Um, they came in. We were done. And then from that point on, we were shut down indefinitely. Um, wow. well, so, what, what, what date was that? March 17th. So same time. Day. Okay, got it. Yep. So no celebrating that night. Um, yeah. As of Wednesday that week, our leadership team, which is a group of three or four individuals within the company, 
um, sat down and they decided, hey, this is totally indefinite. We don't know when, when we're going to open back up again. Let's not even wait. Let's just take the initiative right now and let's make the transition to virtual training. So they made that decision on, I think, like Wednesday or Thursday, announced it to all of us as a staff on, my timeline's a little screwed up, but let's say Friday, uh, mm-hmm. and basically said next Monday when we open back up, we're not physical locations, obviously, but we're opening back up as a virtual training company. And that is our only focus going forward. That's all we do, virtual training. Um, So there was a little, you know, uh, okay, how are we doing that? Um, But uh, yeah, within, within a week, man, we, we had workouts, we were practicing with each other, we were ready to go. um, And we probably had, you know, 10 to 20% of our clients that started out right away. And within a week or two, I mean, we were up past 50% on, on clients. Um, you know, it was, it was just awesome. Um, so yeah, we, we started doing that kind of learning on the job. It was, it was a really cool time. Just, you know, I mean, not cool is not the right word. Um, it was hectic, but it was, uh, it was an interesting kind of master's class in what does it look like to work from home as a personal trainer? So something I'd never really maybe thought about in the background, but never really considered like, I'm going to start doing that now. Um, and we all kind of had to make that switch. So um, as far as the rest of that went, I mean, it went great. We had amazing feedback from our clients. They were just so happy that we had some kind of offering. Um, mm-hmm. It was really cool in the sense that we were able to, um, to actually start working with some, some new people that we may have never seen before. Um, you know, I'm training somebody from California now. I've got a client that I'm yeah. Friday that lives in Georgia. So it just really expanded our, our offering quite a bit. Um, all right. So fast forward. Now we're in, we're in May, uh, May or June, I guess. And I know it's May 18th. Governor Walls pushes us back to July. Okay. So as far as we know now, it's supposed to be June 1st. We'd plan on opening. He pushes it back to July 15th. So at this point I go, I'm just going to go home. (laughs) Uh, So I actually went back to Nashville and I was able to work from home for uh, the better part of a month. And then last week, uh, Governor Walls on a whim, I guess, decides that, nope, we're good now. So (laughs) let's open up on June, June 15th or June 10th or whatever it is. So I'm scrambling to get back and um, we opened last Wednesday. So a week ago today. Um, and then I don't know if you want to talk about kind of your leading up first, or if you want me to go right into what it's been like. No, let's talk about the differences like leading up to it. So my last training date, uh, was, and again, my timeline's kind of messed up too. And without looking at my calendar, uh, let's say it was March 16th. It was a Monday. I think that was March 15th was a Monday, March 6th. No, March 15th was Sunday. Was a Monday. 17th was 17th. Hold on. Let's just do this. I'm going to look it up because, because I feel like, so March, okay. March 16th was Monday, Tuesday, the seventh, Tuesday, March March 17th was a Tuesday. So the 16th, the 16th. So the, the week before that, the week before March 16th, there were some rumblings about, Hey, you know, gyms are coming next. Like this is probably going to happen. And so everybody was kind of like, it was, it was almost like a, um, a cheek, a cheek and tongue thing about, 
what what's going to happen next. Like, hey, you know, we're, this is probably going to be our last appointment. Ha, ha, ha. And yeah. then the 16th comes and everybody's really talking, hey, the governor, Governor DeWine of Ohio is going to shut down gyms. And everybody's kind of like, okay, we, it was all coming, you know, secondhand, not really sure what to think. Three, oh, no, no, no. Just before three o'clock, so I was going to pick up my daughter Kennedy at daycare. Just before three o'clock, I pulled up to, to the daycare. I'm sitting outside and my buddy Ryan texts me and he's like, gyms are closed. And they're just like that. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> so I pick Kennedy up. I go home, talk to my wife, uh, make all my phone calls to clients. So March 16th was the, the last day. Just boom, just like that. Um, so in between there, you know, a lot of downtime. We didn't have, so the difference between where you are and where I am, Mission 5 is about, I'm going to guess around 3,200 square feet, about a 1,200, maybe 1,500 square foot uh, training floor. We've got seven, six full-time trainers, two part-time trainers. So let's say, let's say an average of about 30 to 35 clients a piece, give or take a few on each side. Uh, you know, down to nothing, zero, shut down. And I, we didn't jump right into, I, I didn't jump right into the whole virtual thing. It took me a couple of weeks to kind of get on board with that. I sent out an email saying, hey, I'm available for that. I'm also available to do uh, online programming where I can send workouts. Had a couple of people reach out for that. Had a couple of people, one person actually did the virtual training. So I was very, I was essentially non-working. Had you ever I mean, done the programming before? For like creating did, workouts for people. Yes, did that. I, I already had the program built. I had over 120 of my own videos already uploaded, ready to go to True Coach. So I was already oh, nice. coaching coaching people that way through uh, you know for a couple of years now. A couple of clients in um, Kentucky, one in Tennessee. So so that was that was an easy transition, easy onboarding process. Doing the whole Zoom virtual training with someone who has limited equipment at home that was different to me. But yeah. uh, it was good to get out of the comfort zone. So let's fast forward. Reintroduction. So let's see here. Let me check my calendar again. So this is, I think, week number four we're going into. Yeah. So of Memorial Day. Of, yeah, this is week. We're going okay. into week number four. So the week before on May 20th or the 21st, Ohio person or Ohio fitness owners actually won a lawsuit stating, I think in, in, in loose, in like loose jargon, it was sometimes like the, it was either unconstitutional or against some kind of regulation for this type of business to be shut down. Gotcha. Uh, specifically gyms, but like the, they kind of clump it into, um, independent contractor status, I believe. Gotcha. And we were able to open up that week, but I opened up the 26th. So May 26th, uh, the day after Memorial Day my, was my first day back. So after um, I sent out an email about that, we had, I probably had, I'll say 50% of my clients come back right away. I had two people quit right away. And I actually just, just found out that my th a third person won't be coming back, but only because he's moving out of the, out of the state in, a, in about a month. Um, so two people didn't come back about 15 or so said they were going to wait 
immediately and then 17 or so you know give her these numbers are kind of yeah. hazy 17 or so said they're going to come back right away and now i have about five people who are not training so i'm gonna back up to about in between 32 and 35 people oh, training that's awesome again. Yeah, not great. bad. Not, not bad. Now I would say most of the trainers at the gym are like that one part-time guy who's also a full-time teacher. He hasn't come back yet. So I think he actually has some people that are just training out at his house. So that's kind of where we are now. Um, wearing the masks. So, yep. so, so we can, so now we can go, let's break into some of the regulations we're working with. So I'll let you start with that what you guys are dealing so, with. So I'm not, I'm not super um, up to date on all the actual uh, regulations within Minnesota. I just know what we're doing. Um, sure, yeah. I, I want to say it's like 25% is the capacity right now, 25 to 50% for okay. um, gyms. And for us, we just kind of took the initiative because just based on fire code and it'd probably be similar where you are with like 1500 square feet we could pretty much go back to our old capacity if we wanted to. Um, yep. Cause we, you know, we rarely in few locations did we ever have more than like three trainers on the floor anyways um, with a couple of small groups maximum. So you're looking at in most locations, we have one location that's really, really busy. Um, but in most of our locations, maximum of like say eight people on the floor at any given time. So okay. still significantly less than any other gym you're going to go to. Um, now what we've done to just kind of get ahead of the curve with everything is we're capping it at two trainers on the floor at any given time. Um, and we used to do three person groups. We're now maxing those out at two person groups. Um, so you're right now looking at about five people on the floor maximum at any given time. Um, so it's limited the hours quite a bit. We're wearing masks. Um, we're actually experimenting right now with maybe getting like some face shields, Cause I don't know what your experience has been with masks, but they suck. Like, I feel like I'm uh, you know, I want everyone to feel safe, but I feel like I'm a character out of uh, uh, Charlie Brown, like one of the teachers just like, right. So, you know, and it's, I feel like it's really important as a client to just see the inflection and in the person that uh, that's trying to get the most out of you. Right. Um, yep. You know, and see that they're really there with you instead of just, you know, eye level, kind of stuff so um that's been i mean more than anything man it's just been great to be back and to see yeah. how excited people are and it's really i think we talked about this offline like just really reinvigorated me as far as what an important part of people's lives we actually appreciate the value of what we do for them um, oh, yeah. so that's been cool and just seeing kind of the gratitude that people have to be back and they all want to hug you but we can't so we're giving some elbows or whatever it is um you know yeah that's been good but um as far as like sanitary procedures we have gym wipes which are like the heavy duty um sanitizing wipes we do those on all the touchable surfaces with every machine before someone sits down um obviously masks we're sanitizing or washing hands or both in between every client um, or minimizing the amount of manual resistance exercises. So keeping yeah. it pretty much just to like legs, if we're going to do any sort of manual resistance. Um, and I, I, that's about it. We've got signs up right now that are yeah. saying like, Hey, if you're feeling sick, just go home. We'll get you set up for a virtual. 
Uh, we're taking our temperatures when we come in, writing that down. Um, you know, if we feel sick, we're just going to cancel the clients for the day and reschedule them kind of thing. So right, it's kind of where we're at. We'll see what happens in July. Yeah. So we, there were two. So did you guys have a, a committee form, a committee of like fitness professionals that were, that designed all that? Uh, it was probably for our the leadership state. team that kind of. Oh, uh, as far as the restrictions. Yeah. Again, yes. I don't know. I haven't been back okay. to, I had a membership at, um, like a big box gym that I would just go and use the sauna. Um, yeah. but I, I think they just opened and I, I'm not sure what their restrictions are. I, I think it's gotta okay. be different in those bigger places. You know, it, I it think is. it's more, it, it the onus is on the client, right. To kind of wipe stuff off and do all that. Yes. Okay. So Ohio had a, like a leadership or not a leadership team, but like a, um, they, they had, I think it was about 20 plus people from different parts of the fitness industry come together. Okay. Nobody from, nobody from like our gym. Actually, there were no, I don't think there were, there's only like one or two personal training studios on staff, I think. And the rest of them were like YMCA's, some lifetime fitness people, gotcha. some big box gyms, but they all came together and they formulated how we would operate under and like what restrictions we were held to. So um, I'm part owner of Balance Fitness, which is a, um, a much larger 16,000 square foot facility, membership based. So the, you know, the cleaning procedures uh, and things like that are a lot different. We do, uh, well, I'll just stick to the personal training since that's what most of this is about anyway. But the personal training, like what we're dealing with is we decided not to take temperatures. We just told people, if you're not feeling good, then, then don't come in because the chances are if somebody says, Hey, you know, I did contract COVID-19, then all we have to ask off to say is, okay, they were in it Monday at 9am that we can kind of see the list of people who were there. It's not that big of a deal. Yep. And the cleaning protocols, they're not that much different than what we were doing before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I mean, us, I left like, that, that part out. That's essentially that's, what we're doing anyways. <laughs> that's part of the, yeah, that's part of the gig. Like somebody gets up from yeah. the machine, you wipe it down real quick. And then you move on. And then um, one thing, and then of course the clients are not required to wear masks and we're not requiring them to. So it's completely up to them, which is kind of how I think most of this should operate. Like, you know, make the decision to go someplace or you don't, that's pretty simple. Trainers are required to, which is terrible. So all of us have, all of us have different kinds of masks. We bought um, the owner of mission five bought, I think 600 masks. To have like you know the logo the logo uh, brand logoed on it. Yeah, we did that as well. We shut down our water fountain. We and we are we and we and we nobody's using the showers. So we didn't even necessarily shut it down. We said it was going to be open, knowing that we would have to go in and clean right after somebody used it. But nobody's using the shower. So I think people are kind of self policing, and we restricted people to the bathroom to two people. We shut down every other piece of cardio equipment. And then if somebody wants to jump on one piece that we can just kind of flip the sign over and, you know, keep things clean that way while we wipe down one piece. Um, other than that, same with, uh, same with manual resistance, lower body kind of exercises. Nobody's really, none of us really are doing many large groups. And if they are, we have a, we never did this before. We had a schedule. We didn't, we never scheduled in the back office. We just kind of ran our own schedule. And if it was busy in there, it was just busy. But now we have a schedule in the back and we just kind of mark down the, the, how many people we have. Gotcha. And then if somebody, and then if somebody doesn't have a standing schedule, if somebody says, Hey, I want to come in at this time, 
how many people are there. If they're concerned about it, then we can go in the back and kind of cross-reference to see for their comfort. Um, but all of us know how to pretty much manage the, the space. So instead of yeah. having, let's say, let's say if I was doing a gr one person or two people and I had six exercises, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the six exercises anymore in, in a circuit fashion. I do three exercises in a circuit fashion. We do two to three sets of those exercises and then we move to the next three. So we're staying pretty well quarantined to one part yeah. of the gym as we, yeah. as we move through the workout. And we're trying to keep clients about 10 feet away from each other is kind of our, our goal at the moment. But really, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there for any studios that do small group training anyways. Yeah. You know, if, if it's two separate trainers working with a group, like you want to keep people out of each other's way anyway. So, sure, um, exactly. you know, I think, I think the biggest takeaway from this, like you said, like our cleaning procedures were really already there. Um, yep. it's just being even more stringent about them. Um, and then the mask is really the biggest differentiator, but I just think, you know, the silver lining to all this, and I think we're kind of leading up to this is that studios are so well positioned for this anyways, because this yeah. is what we were doing. You know, this is, this is the, the life in the a day of a studio owner or operator or trainer that's in that place anyways. Now yep. we're just, um, you know, bringing all that safety to the forefront. You know, one of our, our um, things that we always talk about at Discover Strength anyways is, you know, something called surgically clean, which I believe Luke got from um, Gainesville Health and Fitness, um, which is a, are you familiar with Gainesville? Yeah, I'm yeah. Fr yeah familiar, yep. Yeah, so they're, I mean, meticulously clean there all the time anyways, and they probably do a better job of any, um, you know, big box gym in the country. Oh, and yeah. Luke just loved that, made that part of what we do anyway. So again, that part is not too different from what we've already done. And I think it's really going to serve studio owners well when the time comes when people are really starting to question if they're already doing personal training at a lifetime or a LA fitness, like why would I want to stay around 500 other people? If that's your concern, when I could do the same thing, I would argue better um, in a smaller environment where the actual amount of people was controlled anyway. So yeah. I think that's kind of the, the silver lining to this thing is I think we're all going to see kind of an influx of those people over the course of the next few months. That would be my hope. I think so too. And um, you brought, you mentioned, you know, the relationship aspect of this whole thing. I thought, I thought that was the hardest part for me was when, when these people started coming back in, like I can't reach out for a handshake. I can't. Yeah. yeah like the, the embracing, like I want to hug some of these people. I want to shake hands afterwards and say, thank you. And said it, you know, and some people are good with fist bumps. Some people are good with the elbows. Some people, you know, you know, it's like a friendly high five in the air, or a, a, you know, like an air high five. Air or, five, yeah. Yeah, you've seen people like, you know, tap their feet together, you know, kind of one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's been the hardest thing, man. And just to say thank you and shake somebody's hand and look directly in the eye. It's like at the end of the appointment, you know, if we're walking to the front door and they're getting ready to leave, I, I'll always take my mask off and like at least – you know, say, you know, thank, you know, thanks for coming in, you know, I see you, see you next workout. And just, so there's yeah. some kind of, like you said, you're not talking to a, a mortal combat figure. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got, it's got to that point where it's kind of, uh, you know, and everybody works around it. It's not like it's halting your business, 
but it's one of those things that makes the day-to-day activity, I think, a little more personal when you can actually see the face. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping one of the things that we're going to see over the course of this, like I, I was talking with a, a client about this the other day that was asking me about my flight back. And, you know, the airlines are a perfect example of somebody that's probably whatever they're doing now, they're probably going to do forever. So airlines are probably going to be required to wear a mask of some type for, for forever. Like that's just the way mm. it is now, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, they don't typically backtrack, right? Like you and I are old enough yeah. to remember where you could go to the gate, you know, just walk through security and go see your dad or whoever. That doesn't exist right. anymore. Like, nope, um, not you know, even close. Once, yeah, once they put that line in the sand, I feel like it's really hard for them just as an industry to backtrack. Now, I don't know if the same thing will happen with the fitness industry. But I hope six months from now, a year from now, 18 months from now, you know, people will start to realize like, hey, you know, the reality is, is I'm always at risk of getting something, you know, if I live my life in a constant state of fear, like I'll just become recluse and never leave my house again, right? And hopefully that means the return of the handshake. Um, But we'll see. Maybe they sanitize their hands right after. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I'm hoping there'll be some kind of return to normalcy in our industry. We'll see. Yeah. That, and that word normal is so hard for me to even use because people even like text me and ask like, hey, you know, is you guys back to normal yet? You're like, no. Like this, if this yeah. is, I'm not equating this to 9-11 in no stretch of the imagination in terms of the action, but there was, there was pre-9-11 and this has happened like, you know, Vietnam too. This has happened, you know, these big life events, there was pre and post that event where something changed. Yep. And I mentioned this on the first day, the on the 17th, that the, I knew something was different. I couldn't put my finger on it. Something had changed in the way life felt. Something was yep. different. That's here. That's not yep. going away. It's here. It's It's whatever that feels like to people, whether it's wearing masks for the rest of our lives or somebody carrying hand sanitizer in their pocket forever, like that weird little yep. thing, like the change to um, protocols in airports, that's here to stay forever. Yeah. Now on, if you narrowed it down, I don't know if one, if, cause people are asking, Hey, when are they going to, when are they going to, when are they going to get rid of like us wearing face masks and we're all just kind of looking around like, I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. I yeah. can't imagine doing, I can't imagine doing this for the next 30 years with a face mask on though. Like it's really hard for me to imagine. Yeah. But maybe we all open uh, outdoor studios, get some places in Arizona, just open air. (laughs) I guess that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to do something outdoors. Yeah. I mean, and and we're kind of doing that now too. We're we're in a space now where we have a, and we've got a field. I don't know if you can see that. We've got a a giant field across the street. We've got a little spot out front of the studio that we can kind of take clients out where everybody can take their mask off and, yeah, but, I, I honestly, man, I think, you know, I forget what the, um, it's not, it's not catastrophe is the fuel for innovation, but it's something like that, right? Like somebody's going to come up with yeah. the greatest air filtration system that's ever existed where literally, sure. you know, they're doing infomercials where I'm a foot in front of you and I'm breathing and it's showing the chemicals, you know, dispersing or whatever it is. And hopefully yeah. we install that thing and people are so cool with it now. Like, 
you go, hey, go cough in my face. I don't even care because we've got the <laughs> HEPA 9000 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think somebody's, or maybe it's a, a new mask that's, you know, really simple to wear and it's just small, whatever it is, I think something's going to come out of this where somebody's going to take advantage of this situation in yeah. hopefully a good way and just. like air marshals for a while right like nothing changed about flights obviously the screening process was more strict we just yeah. we just knew every flight you were on there was somebody with a gun and it just made you feel <laughs> a little bit better right right so yeah right who's gonna be what's the thing that's gonna be or somebody with a gun on the flight that's gonna you know make you feel a little better um and i really think somebody's gonna come up with that and not yeah I guess I guess it depends on who you talk to about the gun on the flight thing, but I, I yeah. get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. I do know what you're saying. But I think no, I think you're I think you're right. One thing that um, I do want to bring up is I, and I talked about this on um, Lawrence Neal's podcast, the the first when I did like week two of quarantine. He asked me about like you know, am I concerned about losing clients? Am I concerned about what happens if people don't come back? And I said, I believe, well, I believe that I said, no, I'm not worried. And I'm, I'm not worried. I'm still not worried. One thing that I am a little, I'm more aware of is I have a set schedule where these people, and this is different for your studio, if I'm not mistaken, because, because trainers are scheduled to work with, it could be anybody, right? Like you're not. Set yeah. The same I mean, people. it's, it's kind of a blend of both, right? Like if, okay. It, we have people who want to work with specific trainers, but at the end of the day, it's more about what is the availability like? And if you okay. want to work with me, but I'm not there at five 30 in the morning, you're just going to work with somebody who's there at five 30 in the morning. That's also great. Yeah. But it's just not me. So, okay. So what, so my concern going into this whole thing was, and I'm still having to, to, to deal with this a little less now that more people are coming in excuse me, but I've got some people that are still out and they're like, Hey, get a hold of me in July. Well, since this is such an unprecedented time, this has never happened before. It's not like this person went on vacation. And I'm going to hold their spot for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got to, eventually I have to make the decision. Do I let this person maintain their spot when I could be taking on new business or Act, an active client can take that spot because it's more convenient for them and they are the one paying me. Yeah. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be a, a jerk and just tell somebody, Hey, look, if you're not coming back in the next week, I got, I got to let your spot go. At the same time, I don't want to tell a, a paying client, no, I can't give you that spot long-term because someone who's not paying me is holding yeah. it. No, that's, um, that's a really tough, uh, yeah. tough conversation to have. And that's obviously something we've, we've been dealing with too, right? Cause we have people who would schedule out six months in advance and then they didn't, you know, do the virtual training, which it's no fault to them. Right. But now we've got people who are coming back in and maybe they were virtually training in that spot, but now they want right. to take over that same spot in person. And yeah, those are hard conversations, man. I think that's Ooh. a, I'd be interested to hear what you're what you're thinking on that because I think that could be super helpful yeah. um, for people that haven't gotten to that point yet. Well, luckily I've gotten some people that are very understanding. So people that aren't coming back right away and they just, I reached out to them and said, Hey, would you mind? And I offered them an all, an alternate spot 
and I said, would you mind moving your 9.30 to, you know, 10.30 on, on these days? And they said, actually, Eric, go ahead and release my spot. Know that I'm coming back. And these are people that I've worked with for many years. They're just kind of, a couple of them happen to be high risk, so they're really being cautious. And, I'm, yeah. and we're keeping in touch. Like, it's not, not, I'm not worried about them not coming back. Um, so, luckily, I've been in that position. But, like, today, I've got a guy who just retired. He was my only evening or late, late afternoon person. Now he wants to move up. And a lot of those spots are taken. A couple of them are by people who haven't returned yet. So now I'm going to wait a little bit and I'm going to tell you, yes, you're more than welcome to, to have that spot for now until this person comes back. And that's basically what I said. Um, but what's going to happen is I'm going to have to reach out to the other person and just say, now that it's July and most businesses in Cincinnati are open, I'm kinda, I kind of need a timeline of when you're going to return because now it's yeah. – now it's business time, I, I, I think. But, um, I mean, I think your responsibility only goes so far, too, because, you know, you have to take care of yourself. And it's like we care about our clients and we want them to have, you know, we want them to want to continue to work with us. But yeah. at the same time, like, we're kind of going through that right now. Like, I love being back, but because um, I was doing virtuals before, I've got kind of reoccurring clients that are just all over the place because I didn't really have a set schedule for the last three months you know so yeah um you know we've kind of given people this grace period since we've come back and I've been explaining to all my clients like hey you know I'm not gonna be working 16 hours a day for the rest of my life so like <laughs> if right. you want um you know we can either find another time virtually that works for you that fits with my schedule or hey we've got all these other great trainers feel free to take advantage of their virtual yep. times that they've got available or come back to the studio. Let's get you back in and find a time that works. So I right. think it's just, you know, figuring out what, what works. So maybe that guy that's, you know, hesitant to come in, you can still work with him virtually and give that other person his spot and, and maybe even frame it up in the sense of like, Hey, take your time. Let's give you the next three months. I'll dial in after my day's over. You'll be the last client I take each day. And we'll work together for 30 minutes right. online or whatever it is. And then, you know, you still, you're making both people happy in that sense. And then who knows what's going to happen three months down the road. It's so hard to plan. So maybe there'll yeah, be exactly. a spot open for, for that person. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, good, you know, you've tips. got a family too, uh, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just prioritizing myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. And there, that's true. And there's a lot of traders out there in, in, in each of our position too, you know, and, uh, right. And like, you know, it's, it's, people are uncomfortable talking about dollars, dollars when it comes to business, but when it comes down to it, I lost 90% of my income. And so now I'm backlogging for two months worth of, of lost income. So it's not that I'm, we're not, you know, we're not hurting for the, for money, but having that cash flow sure is helpful. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's starting to rebuild. And again, you know, well, Here's, here's the thing too, Eric, is like, you know, building up colleagues that you trust as well, whether it's people you work at with Mission 5 or elsewhere, right. like yep. if you can't take that person virtually, shit, send them to me, man. I'll help them, yeah. you know, and then right. when the time comes, I'll push them back to you. Like same, same thing. Like, you know, if, if there's another person at Mission 5, maybe it's that part-time person and he's got the availability, send that yep. person when they come back to work with them for a few months maybe they like them great now you've helped out your buddy yeah you've lost a little income but you freed that space back up i'm sure you'll get somebody else in there um 
And, you know, to me, I, I think maybe I've mentioned this to you before. I, I think our style of training in our industry specifically is so well positioned, um, especially now that like, I'm not worried about competition. To me, right. we should all be on the same on the same page. And like, if I can't work with you and you can't work with any of our other 35, 40 trainers who are all also great, well, then I've got plenty of colleagues that I can refer you to that I know are doing a fantastic job, you know, yeah. um, that I would be happy to send you to with the hope that one day when somebody moves to Minnesota, they're going to send them right to Discover Strength. So, um, right. you know, I think just having that. Yep. It doesn't need to be that feast or famine mentality, right? It's like everybody, you know, what's <laughs> what was that stupid basketball movie, Semi Pro? Uh, have you ever seen that with Will Ferrell? I don't know. You know what? I haven't. There's always so much yeah, of Will Ferrell effort. I can take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's his, his thing that he always says, and that is everybody love everybody, right? So just, you know, spreading the love around. No, right? you're, kind of you're, my, ab- you're my absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I think another point that I brought up in that, and that Lawrence Neal in the, the, the podcast, Lawrence's podcast was, I, 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 I was hoping that I would see an influx of new business, new yeah. emails, new website hits. And, and sure enough, I think I have. And so has many other, many other studios around. Uh, I know um, my colleague, Todd Ward, who runs Forward Fitness, just a, a few miles from us, has also said his, you know, he's hired two trainers plus um, he's had a spike of, of, of clients. So people are, people are wanting to get back into it. And yeah. I think a lot of these people are getting away from maybe the big box gym, like you suggested, and they're looking for places like us who can control it more and who basically will control the situation for you. I mean, that's a big part that we're there. So um, I think yeah, our, and in, I, in a, in, in a whole, our, our, our industry is going to bounce back and it's going to be uh, extremely strong. Yeah. And, you know, just as, as far as like, again, driving home that it's, it's so, it's so tempting to, to want to keep everything for yourself. Right. And to have that, you know, well, if they don't work with me, I don't want them to work with anyone else. And that was, you know, I dealt with that a lot when we were starting with the virtual, even in company, because it's like, you don't want to lose your, sessions because sure. like, where else right. am I going to get revenue from right um but I, I think especially now as people are desperate to get back to work and get back to the gym um I truly believe that there's just going to be this huge influx of new people and the reality is, is I don't think you're going to be able to handle them all anyways so right. whether it's you know giving up those old people's spots to, to bring new people in and then sending them to colleagues if they want to come back. Like, I think you're going to find that your schedule is going to fill up. And I think this is going to oh, be yeah. the case with a lot of our, our colleagues across the country. And it's like, you're either going to have to bring new people. Like, these are all good problems to have. Hire a new trainer, yep. find somebody else you trust, or like work yourself 20 hours a day. I'm not picking C, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to find one of those other yeah. two options to use. Um, but I, I really feel strongly about that. Ah, yeah, you hit it on the head. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, you 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 touched on something that I wanted to comment on. Well, I think anyway, if I think about it later, maybe I'll add it in the show notes. But but yeah. I think um, yeah, I think we I think we covered a lot of bases here, and I, I know that I know that the, the people who are still waiting to open it's 
frustrating. It's a frustrating process. Hopefully they can get, you know, if people, if people need it from that situation, they've got the aid there. They've got the support. I know people are waiting to get back in the gym. So um, hopefully this, hopefully this podcast is reinforcement and encouraging to people still waiting, you know, to get back to work in the fitness industry, industry, especially. Yeah. And you know, the, the last thing I really just want to drive home here and, and Luke, our CEO has said this so many times and it just rings so true, especially like over the course of the last three months, it's like, I never knew when I got into this industry, how right I would be in the sense of what we offer, what we do as professionals is so yeah. valuable to people. And yeah. I really think this whole catastrophe is just going to drive that point home even further. Like if you're pre-diabetic, if you're obese, if you have, you know, pre-existing conditions of any kind, you are screwed, right? Like even more so than you were before. You are. The it's highlighted are in, now. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and I think hopefully what I'm hoping, and I thought this from the beginning is that people are going to try to start taking control of their own health. And the easiest place to start, maybe it's not the easiest, you and I would argue that it's pretty tough, but um, you know, the, the best place to start without taking any med medication that's going to have a real um, tangible impact on your life and, and the effects on it going forward is going to be strength training. You yeah. know, so what yeah. a great opportunity to choose this field that we chose and know that we're going to have such a profound impact on people going forward. So. Yeah, that's the that when when all when it's all said and done, it that it, that is the best part of it, and there there will never be there'll never be uh, another industry quite like this that makes the impact that we do in in on a weekly and a daily and an appointment basis. Like it just yeah, hands down. I mean, uh, relationship wise, health wise, the whole nine yards. Co you know, friendship relation, you know, colleague wise, the whole everything. Yeah. Um, Logan, Logan, I appreciate you jumping on and, and sharing your experience. I'm glad you guys are up and running again. What, if people have any questions, comments, concerns for you, where can they reach out to you and what else do you have going on? Uh, so working on the next book right now, that's probably going to be out sometime in the next 10 years. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, the, the first book is how to look good naked, uh, with the number two, that's how to look at naked.com. You can reach me at Logan at how to look at naked.com. Um, if you're interested in virtual Logan at discover strength, or you can just check out our website, discoverstrength.com. Uh, we're based awesome. in Minnesota, but we are literally, like I said, training all over the world right now. So. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Logan, well, I'll link all that in the show notes and until next time, sir, be safe. And uh, I'll talk to you later. You too, man. Keep up, keep up the good fight. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.